It is 11th of December, it is a Friday evening and you are tuned into the Dark Insight Podcast, episode 9, one episode off those double digits. Uh, I'm Clifford Goldsmith and I'm joined as usual by the man on the other side of the globe, Mr. Charles Turner. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, all good yourself? Yeah, pretty good. It's a nice sunny morning today, so... It's Saturday for me, the 12th of December, so we cross over time zones. <laughs> it's the longest, I guess, gap in podcasting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we just want to get, we missed out on recording last week because I got sick when I took, took the kids camping. <laughs> um, so we've got our Bloodborne uh, Old Hunter de- um, podcast still to record, but what we wanted to sneak in with just a, a quick chat about all the exciting stuff that's coming out at the moment uh, so we thought we'd sneak in a short episode uh, we we're planning on it being short <laughs> we'll see uh, about because playstation experience has happened and it has been a joy to see all the cool things that are coming out in the gaming world um, it's real cool to see all the positivity and yeah there's so many good games to play yeah there's yeah. i mean yeah psx was quite cool i mean i don't know there could have been a few more announcements, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that, I think. Yeah, that's true. There's, it was, there, are, there, there are some stuff that have been announced, but they didn't discuss, which I found interesting. But, um, yeah, I think we just stick to keeping it excited. Um, so I think we actually start with some comments. We had a few people comment because I tweeted out there to the to the universe and asked for to see what everyone else is excited about. Um, and I reckon we should start with that, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's a good way to get going. Uh, from our, uh, the good man, the law hunter, um, he tweeted back, he's been waiting to get Fallout 4 for Christmas, and he is ridiculously excited to get into it in a couple of weeks' time. So I guess that's a good thing. Uh, leave the, the big hitters for Christmas time to make it more of a special time. So I can I can I can hear to that. Um, I and still that, think yeah. I might end up picking up Fallout Four, but I'm glad I've waited. <laughs> See, yeah, I've heard I've heard quite a lot of mixed stuff about Fallout Four. Some people are just so engrossed in it, and some people have kind of just bounced off it because it's more of the same as Fallout Three. So, but I suppose if if like I think what this year we we've had a lot of large game fatigue. I think. Because we've had so many huge games, like a lot of people are kind of like, oh, burnt out on on like Witcher and Metal Gear, and now this, it's just they're huge, such yeah. huge games, and you, yeah. yeah, the amount of time just walking between <laughs> <laughs> between places. Yep, so I can understand that, and so I hope it mm. it fulfills your Christmas wishes, there, the Law Hunter. I'm excited that you're excited for it. Um. But that's the thing, I've got a bunch of games I need to finish, and I've been trying to force myself to finish them, and I think that's the worst way to go about it, is to try and force yourself. But with the release of the updated, the PC version of Final Fantasy VII on PS4, I just mm-hmm. keep thinking, 
I just want to play that. I'm going to play Final Fantasy <laughs> VII. <laughs> like, and so I'm having to like fight the urge just to, just to stop playing all these other games I need to finish and just go start back up in Final Fantasy VII. Um, but we'll get mm-hmm. to Final Fantasy VII later. In the we, we, yeah, we, we, uh, we shall. We shall. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Lachlan, uh, he is reserving all of his excitement for Dark Souls 3. Still months away, but what else is there? Um, wow. If that's what you're into, I, I, I'm the same. I'm really excited about it. The, the pre-orders went on sale this weekend here. Oh, this weekend, this week. And though I must say the prestige edition is ridiculously pricey. (laughs) $900 New Zealand dollars here. Wow. (laughs) I think it's like 400 quid though. Um, um, so I, I'm a huge fan, but. I can't justify that's, that. That's too much. That's a that's that's it's a car. almost double. Yeah, that's, you could buy two PlayStations of that almost. That's yeah. insane. That's PlayStation VR. Wow. So I'm super excited with your Lachlan for Dark Souls Three, but there are some other things that I'm excited about um, as well. And hopefully, See, us talking today will get get you excited about some of the other things that's coming. Yeah, I, I will say I'm kind of in the same boat with Lachlan at the moment. Obviously. Because oh, of sure. uh, yeah, because spending all my time on Bloodborne, and obviously I've spent a lot of time with that. Obviously, recently getting finally getting my platinum. Woohoo! Oh, exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I finally got that, and now I'm like, oh, what do I do now? Bugger. <laughs> so I yeah I, yeah I've been playing Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> nice. Did you get the new version? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah see, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think I would want it because I've already got it on disc, but I was like. Ah. That speeding up the fighting just seems really appealing. It, it's pretty awesome. You've got the three times. You've also got um, no uh, encounters. If you just want to pick up items and stuff, you can click it, L, L3 and R3, and it turns off random encounters, so you can just search without worrying about it, which oh, is nice. cool. And if you really just want to plough through the first half of the game, which I like to because I've played it so much, there's yeah, like... There's like the cheat thing that you can just go bosh and it gives you like infinite energy and stuff. <laughs> so you can nice. just play through the first bit of the game, which I like to because I've played disc one so many times. <laughs> yeah, I same. I played it the most. Um, but yeah, obviously the last, character. Go on. The last playthrough I did like, yeah, a year or so ago, I got through yeah, the first disc and then, I don't know, I got distracted by another game and mm-hmm. you yeah, haven't gone back. Um, and I saw Jeremy Greer. He's, he's picked it up. It was his first playthrough. He's streaming it. And I, I was surprised how quickly he got through to where he did within a couple of hours. And I guess that's why. It's because the combat sped up and and whatnot. Yeah. We, we, yeah, especially with the times three. I, I've literally, I've played through in a couple of hours and I'm already at Shinra already. And it's just like, phew, I've just flown through it. Like, yeah, see, that's all cool. the chat dialogue and everything with X3, the times three speed on, you can just plow through it really, really quickly. So that it takes, and obviously with it, with, with the no, no random battles that that comes in handy when you just want to search around for items and secrets. It's, it's rather handy. So. No, that's cool, and it's cool that you can switch switch it on and off that easily. Yeah. Anyway, we've digressed again. With <laughs> but, but we are known for this, don't we? Anyways, All right, go yeah. on. Go on. Uh, the next, the last, last but not least, um, Lurker Zero. I'm not as familiar with him, um, but he has put Dishonored, and I'm assuming he's meaning Dishonored 2. Dishonored 2, yeah. Um, and Dark Souls 3. Of 
course. <laughs> and both good. Like, I haven't played the first Dishonored. I've got it in my uh, download basket. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited for Dishonored 2. It looks pretty cool. And it's made me want to play the first one, which I missed out on first time around. It's a very good game. It is very good. Yeah. it's I, I, I'm very into that sort of steampunk cyberpunk stuff it is very steampunk some of it can be a little bit tacky but I, Dishonored was a very good game and like the stealth mechanics and everything it just worked so well I've, I thoroughly enjoyed that game oh, good I like when stealth works right yeah, yeah the thing yeah. I wasn't sure about was Lurker's Lurker's uh, tweet was he put question marks behind <laughs> after Dishonored and Dark Souls 3 um, <laughs> I, undecided <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, cautiously excited about the maybe. <laughs> How could you be undecided about Dark Souls Three? That's just oh, exactly to win. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just rub that out. I'll rub it out. Get the yep. get the eraser. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So some good choices actually. Now while I'm thinking about it, um, our main man Jeremy, he said that he would email anything through. Have we checked our email? Live, yes, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, live. Let the listeners know we, we me, me and Charles are pretty useless. <laughs> we, we're so busy with family. We, we, yeah, we just always forget to check these things. <laughs> now I'm just checking out. Look at this live updates. Ooh. Google, you, no, <laughs> sorry, Jeremy, you missed out. But from what I can tell. Um, he's actually getting way into Final Fantasy VII. Like he he did say in the tweet when he messaged uh, about the email, is that he he can't stop thinking about it. Um, so I think we've done it again. I'm taking credit. <laughs> for it. We did it with Metal Gear Solid. Yep. I'm we're taking credit for that, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm, well, we may as well take credit for Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> we just introduced him into his favorite games. Uh, uh. The thing is, though, it's Final Fantasy VII. It's one of those games that you either click with or you don't. I think, and but I think the the, the bits they've added to it really help new players adapting. And obviously, the character models are a little bit updated and everything, so it, it does look I, a bit cleaner. Yeah, watch some of Jeremy's stream, and it looks good. Like yeah, I, it I, does. Yeah, the guys are blocky, but it's just. You know, they're clean. The lines are really clean, and the, yeah. the actual character models in the battle screens are really, really nice. They're yeah, really they're actually nice really character good. Models. Yeah, yeah. And it's so when um, when I first saw that it was re-released on PS4, I was like, "Yeah, I've already got it." You know, it's more spending money that I don't need to spend. But it's yeah, even the text, like it's really hard to watch um or play old PS1 games on the mm. new HD screens just because yeah. they just get blurry and blurry. Mm. Um. Yeah, and so actually, yeah, and the backgrounds of the the way they've done the backgrounds of Final Fantasy VII have always been really good quality because they're still images. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they they've always looked really good, and so this is just makes it even. Yeah, looks great. So yeah, I think I, I might indulge over Christmas. I, I I'm definitely glad I picked it up because the the thing is because I've played it so many times I can just dip in and out like I do a couple of hours here, a couple of hours there, and I'm not I don't feel obliged to sort of just spend loads of time but i'm just dipping in and out when i've got a bit of time which is cool just i'm really sort of... i'm really feeling the urge like <laughs> like to, to get it but i've got i've got to i've got to finish the witch i've got to finish shadows of mordor i was just playing that just before i died against a stupid orc <laughs> <laughs> just, just when we started recording um 
Yeah, so I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna gonna finish these other games. Gonna be patient. Yeah. I I need to I I do want to try and get back into The Witcher and just get over my grumbles with I I think if I give it enough time I think I could uh, get over the the combat and get used to it I think because I really want to play the game because as I said last time like the story the voice acting the graphics it's all fantastic so I think if I just give it enough time I think I can get used to the combat I think it's because I'm not used to it and I just need to give it more time yeah I think that's fair enough yeah that's our homework yeah i'm determined to get back into it because it it is a fantastic game you know and i don't really want to let that experience pass me by because i played the the witcher one and two so you gotta finish that story yeah bloody souls game and their amazing combat yeah (laughs) Uh, all all intents and purposes this is Geralt's last foray in as a lead character in game, in a game, from what I've been, what I've heard. Yeah, it sounds like they're not going to abandon the Witcher universe, but it sounds like, as you say, Geralt's going to. This is going to be this. This is his last game. That they're yeah. going to have him as a, a lead character because obviously everyone has moved over to work working on Cyberpunk 2077. 2077. 2077. Yeah, that's a fucking nightmare. Yep. But. Uh, on that note, though, you you, you do realise you broke my heart the other day. You do realise, oh, yeah. didn't you? Like, you actually broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have well, to explain it, now. Yeah, if this is... No, 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 basically, I am so very into cyberpunk stuff. Like, I love it. Like, Ghost in the Shell, Akira, I love cyberpunk. It's like my favourite genre, sort of the Blade Runner stuff. And when I saw this, I thought, oh, my God, I was amazed. Can't wait cyberpunk stuff done by CD Projekt Red amazing cannot wait and then you mister go and tell me <laughs> that it might only be coming out on PC but it's only been announced for PC fuck <laughs> yeah um, but the rumour there are rumours that it's going to come to console as well but those rumours are also saying it's going to be released into next year what? Um, which goes against what the studio themselves said is that they won't talk about it until 17 yeah I've I've got a feeling it'll come out on PC first, and then they'll move it over. So I reckon uh, twenty early twenty seventeen maybe, and then late twenty seventeen for consoles. I can't see them avoiding it because of how well their games have done on the consoles. I can't see them not bringing it over. Yeah, well, just, The Witcher three, because The Witcher was like, from what I know, is The Witcher two and one were kind of a more of a niche market game. They were. But Witcher 3, with the support of the, the Xbox and the PlayStation, yep. it seems to come really mainstream, and, and it's done so well. So well. Uh, and they're them as a studio, so it would be a bit a little odd if they just kind of turn their back on that on their very next game. And this is a studio that only does one game every three years, if not. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think what they're probably doing is working on the PC version, because that, that's what they tend to do. They work on the, the, the top version first, and then bring everything down for the consoles rather than the other way around build a console version then port it to pc they like to work the other way around because they like their pc versions to be properly superior like because if you the machines can do it why not because have you seen the witcher 3 running on pc like on ultra maxed out and all that no but i can imagine it looks absolutely spectacular oh Oh, yeah and they're they're a pc studio so it makes sense and to be honest, I wasn't 
following The Witcher early in development. It was only the last maybe six months that I kind of got interested in it. And so there could have been the same kind of uh, timeline where it was announced for PC. But uh, Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they did announce it for all of them to start off with. But I can't remember. It was so blinking long ago. It really was. But I've been following that. I mean, obviously everything they were showing at first was only PC. And then eventually they showed the consoles which we then was like okay that's definitely running at 30 frames it's a little choppier but it still looks fantastic but that it was all pc to start out with so hopefully they follow that and they'll i can't see them not doing it it's too yeah. many sales there far too many sales the only thing is there i know that the things that they have said is that they have quite uh kind of high plans and goals for this game it's going to be bigger and grander than witcher 3 so that's the only thing i can think of if it's going to um outspec the consoles yeah this is true this is the only worry i have because as you say yeah the ambition of this game is they want it to be bigger and bolder but i suppose the way the witcher worked though you had loaded into sort of large areas they could easily do double disc or something yeah Again, it's just hope for the best. Um, yeah. All our three listeners, do you want to tweet at CD Project Red and tell them that we demand it to be on console? <laughs> yeah, please do. Because <laughs> I, I, seriously, I think my world will crumble if they don't bring that game. Because I, I did have a big gaming PC, but I had to. Well, I sold it. <laughs> so family life. Yeah, and addictions to adding more stuff to the pc spending way too much money <laughs> oh yeah i can imagine yeah it, uh, it was yeah if i miss oh. out on that game i'll cry <laughs> so oh. yeah please yeah. cd project red <laughs> yep console do it for us yes so <laughs> consoles psx yeah um was was the the first thing i want to get into this is the, <clears> the only maybe negative topic i want to cover today is was the was the Destiny Sparrow Racing announced at PlayStation Experience, or was that just before? Uh, I'm not sure whether it was just before or at. I know there was definitely a trailer for it. Yeah, it's all kind of whether... blurred together now from in my brain. Yeah, I can't remember whether that was the actual announcement or whether it was just before. I'm not too sure. Have you given it a go? No. No. <laughs> I no. Yeah, I'm... <sighs> To be honest, the, the way I play Destiny now is I, I wait, for, like, obviously the DLC comes out. I play the DLC, get my fill. Once I've had enough, I put it down and I wait for the next one. And that's basically how I play Destiny now, which kind of bums me out a little bit because the way that it I'm seems... not doing that anymore. Exactly. This is what's bugged me because the way they seem to be doing it now is small events throughout the year. But yeah. they they just literally today put out a um a statement uh, their weekly update, and it looks like they possibly are also going to be doing some DLC as well. You just need to read between the lines of the update. They don't come out and say it, but the words kind of look like they might be doing big. We're not DLC. not saying that. <laughs> yeah, that it's yeah, it's a hard. What if it makes them tell. the most money? Yeah, this is it, most definitely. But I'll be if they don't stop bring out DLC, that'll that'll definitely be me for Destiny because I I haven't got the time to be playing it constantly to keep up with all the small events they're bringing in. They're good for a a player that is consistently playing Destiny. It's brilliant because you're constantly getting 
stuff to do. Yeah, which mm. is fantastic for them. But for someone like me who just plays the big bit, gets my fill, come, goes away, comes back again, it's not going to be any good. So I, it might be the end of destiny for me because obviously I don't play it enough to keep up with the events and I don't want to just jump on every now and then just for a small event. Yeah, so. that's fair enough. I, I think it's cool they've added it because like right from the beginning, as soon as you know people started first hopping on the, the Sparrows, they're like, why can't we race these? <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. And so I think yeah. it's great they've added it. Just the thing that's kind of me is the microtransactions, they just keep pushing into it. <clears throat> Destiny's an expensive game. <laughs> like, yeah. I just... Just kind of, yeah, I know, but the good thing is, of what I've seen, like, um, people I've seen that are pl- tweeting about it and playing about playing the, the racing, they really enjoy it. Um, but I just don't like the idea that there's, there's these things, good gear hidden behind microtransactions. Like, you've got to buy something with real dollars to unlock, a, uh, races, special races or special events to, which will only get you these, like, limited edition or rare gear and loot. I kind of just don't like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, hold on, hold on. I, I, have, I, have I missed something here? Because obviously when I was in there, the microtransactions were only cosmetics. Have they now changed their take on this? Because I, 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 I may have missed out. On, I may have missed something on this then. I don't want to be an authority on it, but I believe there's a book, like a book of challenges or something that's to do yeah, with the races. Yeah, I've that heard costs of that. like 10, 10 bucks or something. Right, okay. People were getting it free, which they pat because they people like did an exploit. They've patched that out, so you can't get it free. Hmm. Um, and then it's something about that that unlocks special events. I was reading something this morning, and that's by doing those you get can get like rare gear, or it's how you can get some gear, which is you can only get through that path. All those special events that are hidden behind that price wall. Hmm. But again, I, I may have I may have the wrong end of the stick, but it's just it's still it's just it yeah. just kind of gets me the wrong way. It's these these games that are costing a lot of money um, to to buy and to play, and yet there's still ways of taking advantage of I guess the addiction of people who just really want that. Even if it is just cosmetic, people get addicted and they want to be, have, be the cool guy that has that new. Yeah, I you mean I, that, that's the thing with these the, the microtransaction scheme. It works the same with every 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 game that has microtransactions. There's a lot of us that don't pay, but then you have your wells, didn't you? That yeah. just absolutely fork out loads and want everything. And yeah, it's it does suck, but it, it's it's a funny one for them because obviously if they're not doing DLC, they need to obviously keep the game alive. And they've Somehow. got to have some kind of revenue. So I can kind of... I do understand yeah, yeah. why they're doing it. I had that thought too. Yeah. See, it, I, I guess I'm a little hypocritical because like, I've got like, you know, Rocket League and <clears throat> you know, I'm happy, they're doing DLC, cosmetic, microtransactions, you could say. Yeah. Um, but as the game was free. <laughs> well, it was free for me through PlayStation Plus. And it's not a, a full-price game. Like, it's a really cheap, cheap game in the first place. Yeah. And they don't don't change how things the game works. Like whereas this book does, it gives actual extra gameplay content, but also provides. Yeah, it's I don't know. It just seems a bit more sneaky. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like when it comes down to, I'm I'm all for. I don't mind 
microtransactions when they are cosmetic, when it doesn't affect the game in any shape or form. It's just purely for for yourself, just for a bit of fun. But when they do start putting stuff that affects the game behind microtransactions, that's when I kind of draw the line and say that's a bit naughty, especially when it's a sixty a sixty buck a sixty quid game as well. It's not even a free to play. It's a full price game, you know. Well, it's even so, more than that, isn't it? To get the when it first launched the the Taken King, you had to get the original game and the new game. And wasn't that like eighty pounds or something? Uh, well, over here, you, set? it was. It actually, they did do some really good deals when it first came out. Over over in the UK, you could get Destiny, the two expansions, and the Taken King for like forty UK pounds, which was a pretty good deal if you okay, were a new that's star. Pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty good, but. There was no point because uh, the Dark Below and uh, House of Wolves were basically pointless and non-playable. So you might as well just leveled up straight to the Taken King. So you're kind of getting content that you don't really, you're ne- not even going to play. Yes, completely redundant. Yeah, yeah guess because I'm such a huge fan of how From, Sef- so- From Software and I guess CD, <coughs> CD Projekt Red do their DLCs, their expansions. Yeah. It seems like terrible that a new expansion can actually make an old expansion redundant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's that's a shame because you know we've never Dark Souls Two had three expansions and the third one didn't make the first one irrelevant. They were all relevant in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, um, so it, I guess that's a little sad. Yeah, it it kind of always works this way in MMOs. It was the same in Warcraft, where as soon as a new expansion come out, everything previous basically was redundant. Unless, but even though if he was a new player, it, no, actually, because if he was a new player, it wasn't completely redundant. You'd still have to go through all those areas to get to. It, albeit, no, I think there's on the latest World of Warcraft one, you can boost straight up to the level and skip all that stuff and go straight to the latest DLC. Yeah. So I think it might just be a sort of an MMO style thing. Yeah, I guess to be honest, I haven't really played MMO as much, so <clears throat> that's maybe yeah. why it's so new to me. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time. Warcraft has a 10-year history, doesn't it? Or if not more. Well, yeah, it'd be over 10 years now. Whereas looking, yeah. Destiny has a year history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but it's acting like it's it's um, it's Blizzard with um, with Warcraft. Yeah. yeah. All, right. all, all, all I can say, though, is like... They've, they're obviously doing something right because everyone that plays it are it, there's a hell of a lot of people enjoying it and it is doing oh. very well so yeah. they're well, it's a good doing, game yeah that's it they're obviously doing something right it's just i think they're trying to find their feet on how to go about things with maybe dlc or microtransactions to run it because it is a new game and the mmo style thing is new to them i think they they're just trying to find their feet i think and it's going to take a little while to find that nice equilibrium that obviously the customers and players are fine with and works for Bungie and I think it's going to take a little bit of time and I don't think they are screwing players over because more than often players are quite happy with what's going on and everyone seems to be enjoying it's like the death the sparrow racing everyone's everyone seems to be absolutely loving that at the moment and yeah and that's cool yeah and that's cool as long as I'd say as long as people are enjoying the game and it, it's continued they they're continuing to get new content from the money that's put into those microtransactions i'm all for that because more content's good so yep. and if people are willing to to put that little bit of money in then 
that's that. I think that's all cool. And I, 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 yeah, it's just it, the more the more the game the game stays relevant, the better I think for the people that play it. So if if FromSoft came to me and said, "Well, you pay pay microtransactions, and we'll continue to add <laughs> some content to uh, Bloodborne," I'd be like, "Yeah, I'd throw my wallet at them. Take my wallet <laughs> and just give me more Bloodborne. Just give it all now." Yeah, I would. If you love something, I suppose you, you're quite you're happy to, to to support that product if you feel that strongly about it. Yep, I guess that's if you're getting fun out of it. That's what's yeah, as you say, that's what's important. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm still tempted to, to jump back into it occasionally. Um, but yeah, just because it looks, it is a good game. Like I do remember how well it played, and and it'd be cool to see how it is now. Yeah, I've got to say the Taken King. Like while I was playing it, like I got my fill out of it. I think I got like a good, good couple of months out of it, out of that expansion, and I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it like, every minute. And that they definitely improved on the game. Like the story, cut more cutscenes, more cohesive story. It, yeah, it was it it was definitely improved on at the start of year two. And I think they'll just go from strength to strength, and they'll they'll find their way. I think definitely. Yeah. See, yeah. like, uh, I'm, I'm curious. To, I am definitely curious to see how it turns out. So, like, with this, if there's going to be a Destiny two, or if they're going to just keep expanding off this for a while. Um, yeah, I think they'll It'd do be... a Destiny two. Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends how long they want to keep this this one going. Because um, I can imagine they keep this one going for a couple of years and then bring out a, a sequel and then do yeah. the same thing again. Yeah, I think it'll be like um, main game massive expansion every other year main game massive expansion so you're getting something huge every once a year and then sort of bits in between that well we um that was our slightly more negative section (laughs) but we'll move on because as we said at the start playstation experience happened we want to chat about a few of the games there we'll just try and keep it light and breezy keep it simple um but a few games that stuck out uh, from that one that I know I saw a trailer a few months ago actually, but it was re-announced mm. or not uh, re-shown at PlayStation Experience. That is Niho, Niho, Niho. I don't know how to say it. To be honest. See, I always read it as like Neo, as like Neo, Neo from the Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I should know because I did Japanese at school. But <laughs> Neo, Neo, Neo. Anyway, it's N I O H. is how you spell it and it looks amazing doesn't it just capital a um it it is just if you haven't seen it check it out um we'll try and remember to put a link to the trailer but it's it looks very very souls like in its movement and combat but with a good mix of onimusha Um, i haven't (laughs) played onimusha for a long time I swear you read my mind. I was literally just about to say, I think it looks like Onimusha with, with a bit of Souls sort of aesthetic difficulty. Yeah. I think a lot of people are drawing that conclusion out of it, but yep. damn, doesn't it look fantastic? Yeah. <laughs> the combat seemed weighted and it wasn't just hack and slash like um, other a lot of action games. Mm, it had that yes. weighted kind of combat. Yeah. Um, but it had a very uh, Japanese samurai look, obviously. It's a, uh, you're a samurai that was the main character and it has the um oni the demon japanese demons and stuff of legend as as bosses and as enemies uh and it just looked like a lot of fun uh it was really dark um and quite um 
kind of a bit of a horror Resident Evil vibe to it, which Onimusha had too, right? Onimusha mm. had that kind of Resident Evil um, kind of vibe to it a little bit. From memory, yeah. it's been a long time since I played one of those games, though. I've actually tempted to try and find one and play it again. <laughs> <laughs> No, it definitely would... it had that dark, oppressive feel to it, and it's. I love. I love. I really like the way it looks aesthetically. I I think it looks fantastic, and as you're saying, it's heavy, but the character movements were still quick, and I like yeah. that. That it's got that kind of that that samurai feel to it, and yeah, I, yeah I'm Pur- I, purposeful movement, like yeah, do you move I, for the purpose? I'm 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 very into this, like. I, when I first saw that first trailer and I was like, hmm, this looks very interesting. And seeing this one and how the combat works and that, I was just like, Whew. I'm, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on this little train. I'm on the choo-choo yeah. train for this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Cause you know, it's, oh, I want more games like <clears throat> that play and feel like, yeah, souls. And I guess like, it's why I like so- dark souls and, and got into it and demon souls so quickly It's cause it does have like an old school, Playstyle, in some ways, but kind of modern, modified, modern, modernized. <laughs> modified. Yeah. Modernized. Not modified. Yeah. Modernized. <laughs> um, I think that's what it is in some ways. Because yeah, um, I really miss playing games like Onimusha and, and that from the PS2 era. Um, and games kind of went down a different path. Mm. The majority of games, and so it's it's really like refreshing having these style games come back. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah, I'm, as you say, all in. Do we have a do we have a release date? No. Hope it's soon. I think it might. I reckon twenty sixteen, Christmas time maybe. See, I'm hoping for we've got Dark Dark Souls three in April. Yeah. I reckon we could go for maybe an uh, August. I'll be done by Dark Souls three by then. Go for an <laughs> August released. And then we'll, that will keep me busy for a few months, and then we'll have an October, November DLC release for Dark Souls Three. Yeah, and that's my 2016 sorted. <laughs> that 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 would be a nice roadmap if that actually happened. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't know much more. Um, it looks good, and we're both excited. So yeah, yeah, very much. It's one that I'm gonna keep my eyes very closely peeled on. I just, I'm just blown away. As you say, that that horror aspect to it, with the regular characters, and uh, I just love the way it looks. Like it's just the art style blew me away when I first saw it. I think it's a beautiful looking game as well. Like actually beautiful. Yeah, I can't wait. Ooh. Very exciting. Yes, um, excited. <clears throat> next, the one that I saw that was announced or talked about, Paragon. Did did that ring any? Does that ring any bells or does that perk any interest? See, I don't know. I'm unsure because it, it's just the it's, CD trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I'm sure there was some gameplay. There was another trailer with a bit of gameplay. I oh, think. I'm a, I'm a yeah. I, Do you I, know what? The God. only thing I can remember from that trailer was how stupid the because you got your 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 classic class of because it's a it's a moba, isn't it? It's kind of like an action moba game. Yeah, I think I think it's an action MOBA, but it, it, it is epic. It's by Epic, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah, I wouldn't pretty, be able to tell you. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. <laughs> my journalism, my journalism skills end at knowing <laughs> <laughs> the name of the game. Um, but it has like the whole four characters, and it looks really cool. Like the the CG is very well done, and it looks cool, and it's very actiony, and it gets you excited. But then all the characters kind of run at the camera, and the camera pans around them, and they all jump off the sledge. And it's got like the agile twin, the dual wielding stereotype, you know, <laughs> like mm, yeah, the gaming yeah. trope, the fast guy with two swords. And it, I just the silly flip. If you're jumping off a ledge, doing a flip doesn't make it quicker. <laughs> it just makes it sillier. Like, but it yeah. looks cool. <laughs> well, I guess that's why I found so silly about it was that yeah, it looks cool, but it's yeah. <laughs> but that, that's the only thing I took from that that trailer, to be honest. Um, so we don't really know much about it. It could be fun. Um, well, it, it as I say, it, I'm pretty sure it was epic. It's by Epic and going on sort of their history with sort of Unreal Tournament and whatnot. Unreal Tournament? Yes, no. Oh, my yes. brain's hurting. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm, <laughs> but, God, I've just put myself in a corner. Pod game, gaming podcast, there we go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's them. But if it is them, they do know how to do these kind of things. If it's like a multiplayer arena-based. So, yeah, we haven't seen much of it. As I say, it was just, just CG, first announcement. So, we... I don't know. There's not much you can take from it, really. As I say, being the CG trailer, I'm sure there was a gameplay trailer of a little bit, but it could have just been another CG trailer. When I because I sat down and watched uh, basically the PlayStation on their YouTube channel, they've got a uh, a trailer playlist of like <laughs> it's like there must be a hundred videos on there, and I literally sat and watched that the other night, and I was so <laughs> tired watching all of them. A lot of it kind of just went over my head, so. But I yeah, don't think it, it is was... Epic Games. I can confirm it's Epic Games. It is, yeah. Yep, I'm on their website now. And there's a little bit of gameplay footage from the looks of it, just very short clips. Yeah. And I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think we need more games that are co-op like this, these kind of battle games on console. Mm. So, yeah, I'm in. I'm in for that. Um, I, I, yeah, definitely, yeah. If it's Epic, I... I've got I've got faith in them guys. They they know nice. what they're doing when it comes to arena battle stuff. So yeah, and, and it, you can definitely the reason I kind of picked up on it is because one of the characters really looks like sort of that Gears of War Unreal Tournament hench body, same kind of aesthetic. They have that character model everywhere. It just goes <laughs> everywhere with them. Yeah, because nice. um, it, it kind of um, wow. What's it? Just forgot on the name. It's dumb who's doing it. It was like a big one at E3. It looks really realistic. Really realistic. Uh, it's got like the, the Vikings, the medieval knights, and the samurai. Oh, that was a Ubisoft game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was a very un-Ubisoft game as well, which is kind of cool. Mm, yeah. I know uh, what you're talking but, about, but that, that looked quite cool. That looks amazing. And, that, and that's the kind of game that we... I, yeah, it'd be cool to see more of those on console that kind of team battle arena support yeah. awesomeness. But uh, instead of just, just shooting, you've got some actual, the actual combat. Um, I really like the look of that. What is that called? What is it called? I cannot remember. I know exactly what game you're talking about, though. Yeah, because as you say, they had like Viking, Samurai. And, and the combat kind of reminded me a bit of Dark Souls, but with more sort of riposts and blockings. Yeah. And, but yeah, the combat looked quite cool in that game, actually. I cannot remember the name of it. Oh my yeah. word! Yeah, tweet at us, everybody, all at once. 
because uh, <laughs> we need to rem- be reminded. Um, but yeah, I really like that. And I, and what I intrigued me about that was the look. I really like the art style of that game and also like the, the fact that it's, you know, like a, yeah, co-op support game where you can actually work together and, and actually have a big epic battle together. And that's why I like the look of the Paragon is, yeah, more team co-op awesomeness. Yeah, it, it's good to see um, those bits and bobs coming to console. I think there was another little thing. I don't know whether you've put it on there, but I will uh, mention it. Um, I think the, the forest is coming to consoles, which is quite cool. It'd be nice to see a little survival game pop up on consoles. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I missed that. Um, yeah. The next game that really actually got me excited <laughs> for like really silly reasons is Brutal. And it's not Brutal Legend with Jack Black. It's just <laughs> Brutal. Did you catch this one? I did, but uh, you'll have to refresh my memory. I, de- I definitely watched them all because I sat and watched every single trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to describe this one. It has a very um, Tron look to it. So it's everything's black with highlighter glowing neon outline. Yes, 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 yes. I know the one. Yep. Um, this is a game. I actually knew this game. I don't actually know what it's originally called. It started off way back on um, computers before there was any fancy graphics and it was just text. And I knew it as Mordor is when I played it. It was like a reskin of it. And it was, it's a text-based game, but not that you're typing. You're actually moving around and you, as the hero, you are the at symbol, you are the at symbol and you're moving through dungeons which are made and drawn with just using the keyboard symbols. So you've got just uh, like okay. dashes and lines to uh, make the dungeon. It's an old so, DOS game or even before that. Right. So that now makes sense. The trailer with the way the people had the, the letters <laughs> and the symbols. I, I did wonder what that was about. That now makes complete sense. <laughs> and so what it was like, if you were fighting, like you were going through and you were going through the dungeon, just using your keyboard, you were the at symbol as the hero. And then you could come across like, uh, a, 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 a giant, a capital red, a capital G. And that was like a giant. And then a little R was rats. And then, um, and so all the, um, letters had like enemies, what they represented. And then oh, it got okay. a bit fancier. And then they, people kind of worked on it and it progressed to having color. And so you could actually have like a red G and you was a fire giant and things like that. Or a, a blue G was a capital G was an ice giant. Um, and then it was just a dungeon crawler. It was super addictive. It was just your simple dungeon dragons <laughs> style dungeon crawler. And, and it was using text as graphics. And I actually played, and yeah, as I say, I, I played the one that was called Mordor. And it started kind of like Diablo 1, where you, you kind of up in the village. And then you could kind of go to a shop and you could, um, I think you could restart and keep some of your, your money. Or if you died, it was permadeath. And you were just dungeon crawl. There was like 99 levels or something stupid like that. And you just go down and you're looking. It was random from what I remember, and so you're just looking for new weapons, and you get some cool weapons with special abilities and magic and fire and uh, lightning with swords and all sorts. Because it was so simple, there's a lot in the mechanics behind it and a lot in the actual, um, yeah, like the, uh, there's so many options. There were so many mm. different weapons and stuff because it was just text, and it was great. Like it was, And, I, and the, the map revealed as you went through, so like you'd go through and like, it would appear in front of you as you kind of got so close. And I think you yeah. could get abilities to see further and 
you couldn't see around you could walk into a room and you think you're like oh yeah it's, it's empty and then you just step a, fit, a bit corner, uh, further and there's like a dragon a capital d red dragon in the corner that it was out of your vision when you first walked in and then you start running <laughs> um, it was just awesome and this game I've gone way back in the old school game. As I say, I knew the version called Mordor and it was just a reskin of it, I guess, or a re recreation of it. Um, I played like back in 2000, but it was, this originated back in the 80s, 70s, if not, yeah, I don't know, a long time ago, these games. And this mm. is a 3D remake of it. And so, as I said, everything's black. Your characters are black outline, um, with, uh, or just, just your black full suits with highlighter colors as their characters. Yeah. Um, there are classes in this from the looks of it. You've got your warrior. You've got your kind of um, rogue lady looking person. You've got your barbarian with a giant hammer and you've got your wizard. Um, and it just it's the nostalgia and the awesomeness behind it just is it's so good. So have a look at the trailer. It's, yeah. Yeah, I got excited when I saw this. See, that's the thing, obviously, for you, having that nostalgia, obviously, you thought, oh, it's, it's really caught you. For me, I, I was kind of neutral on it. I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. Right, that's good. Okay. I, I, I didn't know what to take from the trailer, to be honest, because, obviously, I was like, oh, it's... It was like, like, what the heck's this? That's weird. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I didn't really know what was going on. I was like, okay, so there's there's some dudes, and they got some swords, and what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. It really... looks like Tron. Yeah, um, I guess but... in some way it's looks... what's that? Oh, dang it! I'm doing terrible with names. It was the Wii game um, that was just black, white, and red. Uh, blah, ah, oh, Christ! I know what one you mean. Once again, my terrible. brain's gone dead. My brain has gone dead. I know exactly. It looked like a sort of a drawing. Yeah, game. It's like it looked like hand drawings. Oh my word! I know exactly what game it's talking about. I can't remember the name. Jeez. But yeah, I know. Yeah, that one, that one. <laughs> nah, it it definitely looked good. It could be interesting. Obviously, going by what you've said and that, it's Mad World. Mad World. That was that was the one. Yeah. It, <laughs> Sorry. It, it just worries me that the game you dis, you you just described with with obviously just the letters and the, the G and the all that. All, the keyboard letters sounds really interesting, but this one, because it's all 3D, I don't know whether it's going to have that same depth of gameplay. Yeah. That, that's what worries me because obviously that was so simple and special. I don't know whether that's going to be lost on putting it into this style of 3D game. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, that, that's a fair enough thing. Um, I hope that it's got that depth and it's not just, they don't kind of just force a story in. Cause that's the thing. There was no kind of storyline. It was kind of you're an adventurer, like yeah. the good old days. You don't need a story. You just go adventuring. Going adventuring. <laughs> um, and yeah, I played it for, for quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember what. The, um, I can't remember what the original games are called. But yeah, as I say, the the, the edition I played was called just called Mordor, and the, the idea was that you're going down the mines of no, not Mordor. I keep saying Mordor, Moria. Is what it was Moria. called. Going down the mines of Moria. I don't know why I said Mordor. Um, yeah, do I know? It's the mines of Moria was the concept. Right. And you were just heading down, exploring. And yeah, so I hope this is as cool as that. Um, hmm. 
Talking about reskins and re remakes, I've just, I just got Gauntlet free with PlayStation Plus, and I'm actually quite impressed with the remake of it. It, it brings back the nostalgia of playing the originals uh, yeah. as a kid. Um, I, I think they've done a really good job of it. I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. I've, I've obviously, I've got it in me on my console, but I haven't got around to trying it yet. But I, I do remember playing Gauntlet in the arcade with my pals. Well, yeah. they've done the, like the same kind of enemies, and they kind of <laughs> had that same funny running like kind of animation. Their arms kind of just like by their sides, kind of going backwards and forwards a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're all really good, like detailed graphics of little sprites. <laughs> but so I, I've really enjoyed it. Like, um, and yeah, it's brought back the memories. And because often remakes, like Golden Axe, you know, I love Golden Axe on the arcade back in the day, but the remake of that wasn't so flash. Kind of when they read the revamp of it. Yeah, I, this, I don't think I played the, the revamp version at all. I don't think. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, but this actually looks re- like it's played. Gauntlet's played really well. So I've got, I've kind of got ho- high hopes for remakes recently because they've been doing well, a few of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So brutal. Check it out. It, it just has that cool look. Like, I just really like the look of it. Like, uh, yeah, I will say I did, I did like the way it looked. It, it, it's, it's different. It, it's not, yeah, every day sort of, oh, look at this. It's definitely got a different aesthetic feel to it, which is cool. And I'm quite a fan of sort of new art styles. I I love art styles in games. It's something that tends to be the first thing that draws me into games, really, is the art style. So, yeah. You see, I was really intrigued by Mad World, and so I picked it up. I actually picked it up when I was in the UK for our holiday. I got it for like six quid or something, real cheap. Mm. And I really liked it. It just was just over the top to violent and it was real weird it actually made me cringe more than high like fancy graphics um, <laughs> because it was so stylized but and it's just kind of yeah. and this yeah it was way over the top in its language and then and, and the way it went on and so i kind of lost interest but the actual art style i really dug and thought it was really cool yeah anyway that's a digression um moving on playstation experience we've got golem for vr Again, I believe it's just all the CG trailer, but the concept seems very cool. Yeah, I, I like the concept behind it. Um, it's it's interesting, that's for definitely certain. But that are they just? Is it? See, once again, because they haven't shown us bugger all, really. I don't know what they're going to give us. Are they going to give us something where we just obviously take control of this golem and we just go wandering? Or are we going to do some stuff? Or I didn't really take much from it. <laughs> well, it looked what? like he can do some good fighting. Um, yeah, well, I guess I, I like the premise and the, the setup. Like, mm. I guess yeah, there's the Jewish, the Jewish legends about the golem, like their golems. Right, okay. That will defend their people. I wonder if it has something to do with, like, maybe not like directly, but if it's inspired by that. You know, the the golem that's a lot of um, sci-fi or um, supernat- Supernatural actually did it, the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Where the, the um, yeah, the, the Jewish golem, the legend, uh, um, and that's what it kind of hears to. Like, it seems like this girl who's obviously disabled in some way. Well, that's what the impression I got. She was, oh, well, okay. I, See, I, yeah, I, I didn't really pick up on that. What, what sort of gave you that idea then? Well, I figured that she was actually blind. That's why I kind of read it. And she was seeing through the eyes and she was living this, like, with this wonder, this experience that she couldn't have through the magic of this golem and be able to take control of it. See, that's really that's interesting. The, hmm. I just I like- found that fascinating. Like, that she, it gave that kind of, yeah, that she looked 
I it's um the maiden in black from Demon Souls, like eyes covered, like blind. That's what impression I got. Um were her eyes covered? I'm sure they were to start off with, but then at the end of the trailer, she sit, sits up and her eyes are aglow um, with like the glow of the golem's eyes. Yeah, yeah, because obviously the golem looks around and it pans to her and they've obviously both got glowing eyes. See, that sounds a bit more interesting, obviously, the way you've taken it. Because I, I saw it and I just took it, oh, okay, she's controlling this golem. The golem's wandering around. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and at face value, that's nothing too exceptional. It's mm. just an excuse to, to, but I also kind of, what I dug about that was that it's taking the concept of VR and kind of sort of breaking outside of just you're playing a game. Cause like you're, you're playing as the girl who's controlling the golem using magic VR and we're controlling the game using Actual VR. Actual VR, yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of like that, how it kind of, it kind of makes it more that you're in her shoes. Like, you're going through, you're not playing as her, you're playing, you're playing as her playing as a golem. I kind of really, I really like that concept. <laughs> and I hope that it's portrayed in that way and it all portrayed and lives up to my, my expectations and I guess my excitement and my, my own imagination. I, I could do get disappointed by yeah. games sometimes because I have my imagination and I see my, <laughs> oh, it's this grand thing. And then you get it. It's like, oh, it's not. It's just, I, I'm just, <laughs> see, I'm, I'm just a bit worried. A lot of the VR stuff to me looks, I don't know, like they're, I, I t- it's hard to, to put it in words. I, I'm worried about VR, to be honest. I am slightly worried about it because I think it's got so much potential and I'm just worried they're going to do a PlayStation move on us and just let its potential go down the toilet. Yeah, I was, I know what you mean. I was, I, there's a game that came off the PlayStation move. I actually, I own it and I finished it and I had fun with it called Sorcery. Right. I saw it announced. And I waited, and I waited, and I waited for it. The game when it was announced, and the gameplay they first showed looked amazing. The game was scaled back so much by the time it came out. It was so limited. But it's fun, you're a wizard, and you've got a wand, and you flick the wand, and you do magic. It was, the concept was awesome. And you shake, when you want to drink a potion, you got to shake the remote, and, and then lift it up to drink it, and like, and it was actually fun to play, but it was so superficial, the game. And it was so, like, dumbed down. It was, yeah, it was a bit, it was a letdown, as you say. They kind of just didn't use it to its full advantage. They ran into obviously some technical difficulties and just scaled it back. Yeah. Um, I, I, they are pushing this a lot more from what I remember than they did the move. Oh, yeah, they're, de- yeah. they're definitely. I, I think with this, they've got to, because there's a lot of money riding on these things. The and move. I would imagine. Probably yeah, what cost nice. them X amount to produce. These are big, expensive bits of kit. Yeah. So they've really got to sell some units to obviously well, get their comeback on it. And I also don't think they would just try and push it. Because if, if they try and push it and say it's awesome and then it's really not, then no one. It's just, it, people, we're too smart these days. The, the public is too well informed. It would die on its feet. Um, so I yeah. really hope that they're pushing it because they can back it. Yeah, and that, that's the thing because I, I believe it has a lot of potential to make some really great games and experiences and I want them to do it right because VR has so much potential to 
just some some of the experiences just putting you inside those and being right there can change a game so much even just feeling like you're there as part of the scene can make a huge difference but if they i'm just worried they're going to do these silly sort of like tech demos they look like tech demos to me is the only way i can explain it rather than yeah games or experiences there were a couple of those at the show um there was one that just completely did not interest me it was just like a your body flying through kind of what What, the red space res infinite so yeah i think that's it and it had had bright colorful lines everybody is creaming themselves about this i don't understand why apparently apparently the game the original game res was a huge hit apparently i may have missed out on that one but everyone everyone i see talking about it are very very like making a big deal out of this res infinite a big deal over it i i I personally don't see why maybe once you put the the vr on the experience is completely different because that's the problem with vr it doesn't demo well at all that is a good point i i've never just been a huge fan of these kind of just travel through space dodging stuff kind of games there's been quite a few of them recently that is not my thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's great. Yeah. And it probably is the right kind of game for VR. For VR, uh, yeah. If it's done right. So actually, good, like, that they're doing it because there will be people interested. Um, mm. But it just, it, I, I remember seeing something saying it's, um, you know, full 1080p. Like, it's not hard. You've got a straight line. <laughs> There's no texture to that straight line. And I just yeah, it's like they, they, they make a big deal out of that and then they go to Ace Combat VR. Which, see that looks cool that to me is a great experience in vr like i love flight games i'm crap at them but i love them <laughs> putting me in that cockpit and making me feel like i'm there that is something i'm into well Big that's time. where vr is going to work well is because yeah. you're, you're you're sitting and so you're you're sitting playing a game yeah you're sitting in you're sitting a in plane a it makes yeah. sense yeah but, but that that whole trailer like it, it, to me, it seemed like you were that lady, was a woman, wasn't oh, it? Oh, the one who just ju- jumped off in a wingsuit. Off. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> are we going to be fighting fighter jets? as just a little dude in a wingsuit. <laughs> I have no idea, but it was a that crazy, would be fun, crazy thing. It would be just like that whole trailer was just insane. It was just crazy that trailer. So, so there has been some kind of curveballs or weird ones with the VR, but you got Ace Combat, Gollum. I'm excited about uh, Rigs. I'm super keen Rigs, on. yeah. Rigs looks super awesome. I'm th- in the Rigs, yeah, and right. um, E Valkyrie as well. That looks amazing. They need to do like a Rocket League um, expansion or a, a <laughs> what? Where you're in the it. car? You're in the <laughs> car. <laughs> Very mental, but so good. Uh, that'd be just. <laughs> insane i don't know if you could do it because you'd be flipping your car everywhere and you'd just be puking you would be yeah you'd be just throwing up in your front room everywhere yeah yeah. they they were saying as well with vr that obviously um the playstation vr is probably the only one that doesn't give motion sickness but listening to a few people the one game that everyone has got motion sickness with for only a, a minuscule of a second was in rigs because apparently you, you you climb into the uh, into the the mech like and it goes up a lift like any mech has to it has to go up a lift into the arena that's just has to <laughs> but as it goes up the lift stops halfway up and because your body thinks you're moving and the lift stops in game 
your body still thinks you're moving because you haven't got that clunk to say you've stopped and apparently that can make your gut go up a bit and make you feel a bit but apparently that's the first time anyone's experienced that with playstation vr whereas with oculus apparently you get quite a lot (laughs) well see that that actually is to me seems quite cool because uh, a few reasons first is that it, it means it's actually simulating and you think you're moving, like you're actually immersed yeah. in that experience. So yeah. that's one why I think yeah. that's cool. Two, if you're about to start a battle arena game, before any big game, you're going to get a little bit of butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> and so it kind of just adds to that. You're just getting nervous for the game. <laughs> so what, so what are we going to need a sick bucket by the side of us just in case because we're nervous? We're like, oh, I'm going to oh, throw up. <laughs> I've got to throw up. It's like going on stage yeah. if you're a band or something. You have to have your yeah, exactly. obligatory be sick before it all, you go on stage. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think I can think, reverts if you're feeling sick because of the actual motion that you're actually watching a game and it's making you feel nauseous, that's not as cool. Whereas that just seems like it's a very quick jerk feeling. Yeah, that, that's it. Like, that, 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 yeah, that's it. Everyone says it's weird because your body's expecting you to still be moving. But the, the the image stops, but in your head you're still moving because you haven't got that. Because obviously in a lift when it stops, you know you get that you've got that clunk, and your body knows that it stopped. But like uh, the example is, it, do you know like um, if you go in uh, say uh, Disneyland Paris, you have the lifts that go down quick, and you get yep. that movement. That's what they're explaining it as. It's like that quick judder, but you're not actually going anywhere, but you get that gut. Ah, see, that's, that, that sound just sounds good, cool to me, because that's what would be, I'm assuming the elevator would be quick anyway, and you'd get that in real life. Like, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. You still, if an elevator drops, like, stops suddenly, you still get that you jerk. You still get feeling. that jerk. So, in a sense, then, yeah, you're, you're right, because it means that the VR is really, that those people were tricking you, truly immersed, because the, their, their yeah. brain thinks that they're in that lift. So, that is, that is actually, yeah, looking at it from that angle, it is pretty cool. Nice. Hopefully, we we don't just loads of people just throwing up in their front room. Because <laughs> think um, of the actual game, can you like? Because those machines ran on that rigs, they move fast. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. I I, I really want to get because I've had a go on Oculus, but I'd, I really want to get my hands on the PlayStation VR. I really want. Yes, I was yeah. annoyed because we've Armageddon here and <clears throat> in Wellington. We didn't have the. The Morpheus or the PlayStation VR, whereas the Auckland Armageddon did. Yeah. It was real annoying. Auckland's, yeah, the country. Um, so, yeah, so we missed out. So, hopefully, well, by the time the next Armageddon, we'll be out, out to public. So, yes, it's got a lot of potential. Long. Got a lot of potential. I think if, they, if it's done right, I think VR can be something special. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, it's. Keep watch the space. Absolutely. Um, and some other, just we'll, we'll kind of just, before we talk about uh, Ace Combat, um, we'll just run through the next few things because we're, we're supposed to be a light and breezy short episode and we're already trucking along to the hour mark. <laughs> um, Nino Kuni 2. I like Studio Ghibli. Um, I've never actually managed to play the first one, even though I've wanted to. Did you not? No, I just never got around Dude, to it. Um, it, I think it if, if you love your JRPGs and you like Ghibli, you need to play that. It's such a good game. It's I think, a fantastic, light-hearted, beautiful adventure story. It's so good. Yeah, so I think good. 
I was just real busy at the time when it came out. I may have been at university still, my third mm. year. I can't remember when it came out. Um, and just, it was quite expensive here in New Zealand, like really expensive. Yeah. Um, when it first came out, a lot of our Japanese RPGs are like, they, they get like special import prices Mega on them. Import or cost. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm excited about it. I think it's cool. I think more, more games. Yeah. Good. The, but the, don't know the, much about it. Yeah. No, the, the good thing looks, it looks like it's its own story in the land of, uh, Nino Kuni. Which is good because I, I didn't see any returning characters, so I kind of like that. And to be honest, it seems like the combat could be very different <clears throat> uh... um, because it didn't seem to. I don't know what I saw. It didn't seem to have that same kind of Pokemon friends. Or did did I miss something? Uh, I I well, I don't know. I didn't see any combat sequences. Maybe I missed something. <laughs> But yeah, I think I'd, I think I'll play it, especially if it's definitely not. A, I don't have to play the first one because um, still here, like the first one's really expensive. <laughs> really? Um, well, not really expensive, just expensive for what it, how old it is. Um, yeah, I remember it, seeing on the, it went down to like five dollars on the PSN US, but mm. it, was, it never got below forty. Oh bloody hell, yeah. that's a bit sucky. It might be maybe down to thirty now. I might check afterwards actually. Look, yeah, adding is, more to my list. <laughs> it, it is a it is a great game. If if you like, as I say, if you like Ghibli, you'll you'll love this game. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful story, a beautiful adventure. It's great, and and the, the battle system is quite cool as well. It's like a sort of turn based system, but with sort with action. of Pokemon action going on because obviously you bring your your little monsters along with you, and I. Uh, but it's just such a lovely, it's a heartwarming, beautiful story. It, it's it's great. I I love Ghibli as well. I'm a massive fan of Ghibli. It's, yeah, yeah, it'd be good I, one to play with the family around and with the kids. Yeah, I, uh, when I when they announced it, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm on this." <laughs> I was super super stoked because nice. I, I I played the first one sort of in, in in a bit of a darker time, so it means a lot to me this game. So I'm, oh, I'm okay, just, nice. I'm, yeah, looking forward to it. Yay. <laughs> well it's good that uh, yeah you can have this, such a positive spin on it from though it has a darker you're in a dark time now we've moved forward and yeah bright days ahead indeed indeed nice mm-hmm. i like it um yes. ratchet and clank it looked amazing like just oh yeah you ratchet and clank yeah yeah great like beautiful looking game graphics wise it look, looks uh, yeah pretty stunning if, if i this is a complete remake of the original, isn't it? <laughs> right, it, it's a funny one. It, the way it is, it's a reboot of the original, but it's the Return first the game story. of the movie of the game because this coincides with the movie that's coming out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so but it's also ba- retelling the original story. Of the original it, story, yeah. They've gone back to the beginning, made a film, and this is the game of the film, basically. Nice. Yeah, because I really like because I recognise parts of it and kind of how they <clears throat> introduce you meet each other, but I kind of really like the gameplay. They seem to really enhanced, and there was a lot more depth to it from what I could tell. Yeah, like and which I really like. Crash and Clank's fun. Like the wittiness is is great. I've never got through a full game of it yet. I don't think, um, but yeah, I, I think I'd rather I've got the full collection on PlayStation Three, but I, I think I'd like this on new consoles to be honest. Yeah, I definitely say like it looks as you say it looks beautiful. It's, it's a stunning looking game. 
and that's that's what I've said. Now we're getting a couple of years into the life of the console. Games are starting to just start to look pretty spectacular now. Now they're learning how to use sort of the dev kits properly and games. Well, yeah, and there's rumours that um Sony have unlocked one of the cores for the processor. Yeah, that's right. They have. Yeah. So like we can get more juice out of the console for games potentially. Yeah, and that, it done, done favours for the Xbox One because they they done that uh, last year with an SDK. Okay. Yeah, they had unfortunately they had to sooner um, to yeah to keep up, which is a bit of a shame. But um, yeah. So Ratchet and Clank, the other one that excites me is Yakuza Zero. I really like the Yaku, Yakuza series. They're a fun game. Um, Never played one. They're just fun. Like I, I missed the first few, but I got mm. the Yakuza three. Um, and what the cool thing is is you can just go back. What uh, in Yakuza three you can go watch the, the all the cutscenes of the previous games. All oh, right, okay. And so it just has like all that you know they upscale it and so it looks okay even though it's and and whatnot and just yeah just watch them all, just. If you like Japan, if you like Japanese stuff, like it's just good. There's the the what parts I don't like. There's the escort kind of missions. You got to not like taking someone around. You've actually got to go train, um, you know, the ladies the who go sit at bars and just chat up guys. <laughs> I hate that stuff. All right, and, all right. <laughs> um, and it's real bad in uh, in Yakuza Four. And I, uh, I actually haven't finished Yakuza Four, even though I really <clears> like it. Um, because it was just a bit too violent, the fighting with the Odin around uh, kind of yeah. stopped playing yeah. it because it was just brutal <laughs> punching and <laughs> smashing people. Um, <laughs> so I kind of stopped playing it a bit, but I need to get back into it. It's just the fun games, just the amount of stuff you can do. There's a funny humor, like Yakuza 3, uh, a side mission. Like, it's just so many side missions that are so fun. Like I had this guy run up to me after I beat some punks up. He goes, oh... Oh, no, is that how it started? I can't remember. But it basically was, he was trying to make the ultimate ramen, like, yeah. recipe. Yeah. And he wanted your help for inspiration. And so he would, like, watch you beat people up and get ideas. Like, he would, oh, I saw how you punched that guy and you cracked his bones. Um, I need, I think I need to break up the pork bones when I'm making the broth to get the more of the marrow out for the flavor. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and this is a mission we know on for out, like on the side. It wasn't in your face. It was just on the side. Things would happen and you'd go do little things and you end up helping this guy like make this ultimate ramen. <laughs> and yeah, just so much fun. And so Yakuza Zero, I think, yeah, go back to the dread that, you know, how the dragon of, um, oh, what's the suburb called? I can't remember the suburb's name. Dang it, it's been too long. But yeah, it's basically all revolves around one big suburb in, in Tokyo. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, and he's, yeah, the main character is kind of known as the dragon. Um, and he's got a sweet tattoo. And I saw like a sweet clip in the trailer, and he's got his dragon tattoo on his back, you know, the Yakuza. Yeah, um, yeah, I see, I see that one. Japanese he's not stood story. down, he's just like, with the, the but he's got the tattoo, stuff. but it's all, it's all just outline. Like he hasn't evolved to his full dragon form yet. Like he hasn't, I like being promoted to to full yakuza, and so he's just got like the outline of the, the outline, yeah. And I really like that because that character progression is what's key. And what's really cool is like you're a badass yakuza, but by the by yakuza three, you've retired and you're like running a children's orphanage, <laughs> and you're actually <laughs> the whole game revolves around you trying to protect the orphanage just because oh, some like some bad gangsters are trying to take your <laughs> the land. 
And so it's just cool. Like, oh, that's just awesome. <laughs> and then Yakuza 4, you're not actually playing as the main guy. You're as another character, but he's just as cool. He's like a, a generous loan shark. Like, he loans people money with no interest. Um, just if, like, if he, he feels that they need it and they're going to use it wisely. And so, like, here's his real, cause he, yeah, it's just so good. So Japanese. <laughs> so awesome. You just go and play, like, go to a bat, batting cage and just play base, like, hit baseballs for a while. You can go bowling. You can go into the Sega arcade and, yeah. Yeah. So good. I, I, I definitely, I think I'll give it a go. Cause as you know me, I, I love all things Japanese. So I'll definitely, yeah. Uh, probably give this one a blast yeah the the force the dating thing like when you got to train like in yakuza 4 put me off for a while was the yeah you train these escort ladies and like and there's like missions where you can go recruit girls and i just don't like that part (laughs) i really don't like that part um but you do it once part of the main game like part of the campaign and then you don't you can go do it again if you want if you like that stuff but you you just can ignore it to be honest um it's part of your life you've got to get used to it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but the the finally Yakuza 5 just got released in the west. It's taken like 3 years. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the, I, but I, it's I thought it was going to be a new console, but it's on the I don't realize it's on PS3 and I find it harder and harder to go back to PS3. Mm. Um so I don't know. Like I really want to play it, but maybe I'll finish 4 and see how I feel. It, it seems like they're struggling to put new games on PS4 from PS3. The only way they seem to be able to do it at the moment is via PlayStation Now, because <clears throat> obviously it's just streaming, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they'll put it on there. Maybe the one I missed out on. Like they actually, this was new console. It was after Yakuza Five. It was. I only seen little clips of it. It's only released in Japan, but it's kind of like um, feudal Japan, mm. but the Yakuza kind of game. And that was just, that just, yeah, pushed all the buttons for me. I really wanted to play it. But yeah, it's just, they're not going to release it here. It's on the new consoles. It's, um, from what I can tell, it's kind of like all the same characters. Like they've used the same characters, but they've just mm. put them in a feudal Japan setting. And so <laughs> you're still, and it's, you got samurais and you got swords and, but it's, it plays like Yakuza, but you're running around this old ancient Japanese town rather than a modern Tokyo. Uh, and it looked cool, but yeah, just yeah, not out in the west. Yeah, I, I guess they must not sell particularly well out there. That's why they're they're not moving them across. Maybe. I'm well, so sure. what actually slowed them down is um, <clears throat> they released I think Yakuza two two, and they did English dub over, mm. and it was so stupid. Oh <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah, like just the dub over just made it sound lame. <laughs> like with the so- Japanese voices, just and the way it worked, just the. You need it subtitled. Yeah, some games like some games and films just just leave them in Japanese and just put the subtitles on. It works so much better sometimes. It does. It does. Well, well, you need to move on. I've got way too excited about Yakuza. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, we'll skip. Uh, Yeah, Uncharted Four. It was talked about branching dialogues. That that's that's cool. Um, Yeah, freedom for a player. Like, to be honest, like everyone, like a lot of people, love the Uncharted games. Like I, I actually hate them with a passion. Oh, okay. I can't stand them. I, I found them so tediously boring. Just like I, 
move through. I found three a bit boring. Yeah, shoot a load of dudes, do a little bit of cool story, then shoot a loads more dudes. I don't know. I'd rather play Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah, Tomb yeah. Raider's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but I but, will say that like that I know it's a CGI trailer bit. It, it, the graphics were once again graphics spectacular. Looked really good. We'll, we'll see what they bring. You know, I think the gameplay looks pretty uh, good as well, graphics wise. And I think uh, Uncharted fans are going to be happy with this game. Yeah, I really, really liked Uncharted One and Two. It was a, mm. I got Uncharted Two with my PS3 when I first picked it up. Um, yeah. And I picked up the PS3 a bit late in this cycle. Um, and so I really enjoyed it. I wasn't a big fan of 3. I found it too controlled, like you were just going down a movie path rather than actually having it playing a game. I just didn't feel I had enough control. Right. So the concept that there's branching dialogue options could be cool because it gives a bit more control and, and, and uniqueness to the gameplay. Because um, I just felt... Um, Uncharted 3 is that there was no everyone was having the same experience whereas part of what I like about gaming is that you know I can play a game you can play a game that person over there can play a game and we all have a different experience whereas yeah so I kind of don't like games that take that away yeah Um, I don't know whether they're going to have a massive impact on the game themselves yeah you're probably right but I think they're just going to be changed I thought it was a positive yeah, no, it, it is cool. Maybe it might change the game. Maybe there might be a section where you go, right, okay, you make a decision and one, you go with the woman, one, you go with Sully. Maybe there might be branching paths. That would be cool. I yeah. think the Uncharted fans would like that. Oh, yeah, heck yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it would be a fun game. I might, I, to be honest, I might actually pick it up because they're kind of a quick, easy game to get through and they kind of, yeah, just a bit of cheap fun I guess in some ways they're just like an action blockbuster really <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm too world. much of a Tomb Raider fanboy I think that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> you like your art house movies <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is uh, to wrap things up let's just have a quick reach another chat about Final Fantasy 7 but this time the remake because mm. um, yeah we said we'd keep it light and breezy <laughs> we haven't so it's just a few thoughts what did you think of that the the trailer that they they showed at experience PlayStation Experience? Hyped. Yeah, looked good, didn't it? <laughs> I think it looked beautiful. Seeing Midgar as like an open area and really impressed me. And I when I first they announced that the battle system wasn't going to be turn based, I was a bit like, oh. but I, I I've had a lot of time to think on it and seeing. It as it is, I'm glad they've not just redone the game. I love Final Fantasy VII, but it's time for this story to be told differently. Yep, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, the, the main reason I was worried about the combat when they said they changed the combat <clears> originally <throat> is that materia is what I think is key to Final Fantasy VII right. and how awesome it is. Mm-hmm. One of the key things. Materia is was a brilliant system yeah and if they change combat then that potentially could change the need or how material works the need for material how it works and so that's one thing that i was concerned about but crisis core did material well and that was an actiony game and so i've got a feeling it's the battle system's going to be similar to crisis core by looking at the on-screen hud 
menu and the way yep. things were working, I've got a feeling it's going to work a bit like Crisis Core. Yeah, I like the look of that. I don't didn't really want it to go full Final Fantasy Fifteen. Mm. I want that to be its own game and separate. But, um, I think it's going to be similar to Fifteen because by the looks of things, it looks like they're building it. They they've used the same uh, engine and bits and bobs. Yeah, definitely. Like with obviously all the particle effects and everything, they look like they did in Fifteen. The particle effects and some of the things look fantastic. Yeah, like, like the scraping of the sword and stuff, and yeah, and like Barrett's charge where he's doing. I think he was charging up to do like a uh, the bolt shot. I think it is. So, well, that that's the thing. Like, I, it, it's always a concern um, <clears throat> because that's one thing that I think I I like about RPGs is that you're controlling a little group and you get to choose the cool guys you like, the guys you like in your group, mm. and you can control them. Whereas in the newer RPGs, you've we've lost control of the other the other characters to some extent. Yeah, and I want to be able to control the characters, but. It may just be because it was a trailer, but the perspective seemed to follow Barrett at some point. So yeah. I hope you can use the option to switch between players and that you right. don't want to just switch to AI. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little. Uh, did you read the uh, Tetsuya Nomura interview he did after? I will only read, read um, summaries of it. Yeah, he he basically turned around and said, "Right, it's good. you're going to be playing one character at any one time." But you are free to switch between those characters on the fly. That's cool. That's that, yeah. that's what I like. Yeah. Because then you can. Because I'm assuming it, you did uh, similar limit breaks and things like that, so yeah, you could switch yeah. between them and, and activate them and. Yeah, because you could see that, that, that there was a like the uh, red limit break bar was there, so yeah. he said that'll be quite interesting. They're going to be playing that different, but sort of. The same, he said. Just like he, he's like, we'll wait and see, see what we're doing, sort of thing. I think that the way they've gone is kind of like uh, Final Fantasy twelve because that was a similar, wasn't it? Where you had one character, the other two characters did their own thing, and you could manually switch in between the characters whenever you wanted. Oh, yeah. With, so, I think that's basically the sort of thing they're going to be doing. It so. is pretty exciting, and I, the, one of the coolest comments I've set, the funniest comments I've seen, was on like a Gamespot video. They did the original match with. The current, the, mm. the new, the remake. Because that's the interesting about this trailer. It was actually really choppy between the timeline of that event that they were showing. Like it yeah. skipped from the end to the middle to the back to the beginning. <laughs> it was all over the show. Like when I first saw it, I was like, that scorpion tank thing doesn't land on a train. Because mm. they, they cut in when it lands just after Cloud jumps onto the train. I'm like, they yeah. don't fight that on the train. That's dumb. And yeah. I rewatch, I'm like, oh, it's not landing on the train. It's no, just it, that it's chopped it is, up. It's just chopped up. But the one thing they did say, they said, obviously, if you know the core story, you're still going to know the core story. But they're adding and changing a lot of stuff around the core story. Like they were saying with Midgar, obviously, you're going to be able to explore the entire entirety of Midgar go to areas you could never access before extra story all the extra stuff they're adding in that yeah they said players won't be surprised but there'll be a lot of stuff that they're going to explore and I think they're obviously going to delve more into like um sort of the crisis core backstory and all that sort of thing and bring the bring the lore of all that in I do believe and I think this is one of the reasons, well, one of the reasons, I've, there's a couple of reasons why it's going to be going, oh, bang me mic, getting too excited here, why it's going to be uh, episodic. Yep. This is a bit of a bane of contention for a lot of people at the minute. I'm actually completely 100% cool with it. I'm, um, yeah, I, I, 
when I saw this trailer, I got the whiff <clears> of that it could be a quite a linear story, yep. kind of like your Tomb Raider reboot kind of experience where you mm-hmm. kind of push through um, a, a campaign, I guess you could say. I don't know. Yeah. Whereas RPGs are like that, linear. They are, there is a story that you're fed through, but there is this feel of freedom that you have, and I don't want that taken away. And so that made me a bit apprehensive, but the guy who's working on it, the director for it, he's been involved with all these final, a bunch of Final Fantasies. He know, I, th- I think he knows what people want and what people actually like about yeah. Final, uh, final Fantasy series. And so I, I kind of think that it's, it's for the better. Yeah. So if they can give us a better experience and if it's in chunks, I just don't want to be get to the end of a, you're kind of forced through you, it, like a Telltale game, get to the end of a, the story section. End of episode. Wait for the next one. I don't want that to happen. And I really hope that's not the case. I think it might. Possibly for certain. I think game one will be up to leaving Midgar. I think that's going to be the point cut off of part one. That's what I think anyway. Because obviously... Well, that is... that is a dramatic ending. Like, if you yeah. remember the game, don't they have credits at that point when they have the dramatic end, like, leaving? Don't they have some kind of... Yeah, because obviously you're leaving Midgar. I think that's where you change the disc for the first time, isn't it? I think. Was it no, no, time? it's much later than that. Yeah, no, you are right. Yeah, it is much later, um, isn't it? Yeah, because most of it was on... Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that's where it will be, definitely. Because, obviously, the, the way they've explained it, that you're going to be doing a lot of exploring around Midgar. It's not just going to be a straight run through sort of like it was before, it's they're going to make Midgar open world. So you can run around, explore, do what you want. Because he's basically said every part is going to be full game size. So I, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to get, I'd say, three, maybe four, 15 to 20 hour chunks. That's what I think. With yeah, And then you and can I'm expand. I'm happy with that. Yeah, and then you can expand them out if you want to go exploring as well i think i, I think that's what i guess we're my get. inquisitive <clears throat> mind just wants to know how is that because like you know the the original was in three discs so i guess you could say that's three sections but you could always go back and revisit previous areas are we gonna i hope we can still do that um like i don't want it to be completely segmented so what happens because that's the thing in final Fantasy VII, there's so many hidden secret things that you can go do it like really yeah. any time I, I want that stuff to be in it because I, I, I love th- and charm I, for it. I think it will. I think it will. You know that. Like, with, with, with Midgar, like, you could never go back to Midgar, could you? No, that's true. Yeah. So maybe once you get out of that, part one is abandoned. When you move on to part two, you go, you're hitting your open world. You've got the open world area to explore up to X point. And then the next bit. And then maybe once it, you've got all say three or four parts you that they will kind of possibly link between each other well that's the thing that's the key for me is that they'll need to link um if they link and it's just then that's great to give you <laughs> that it, end game um exploring yeah if it, yeah but again it could be great it could be great if it's segmented in completely separate uh installments it could Still big, fantastic, and I think it will be. Like, I'm super excited for it. Yeah, it's going down on my pre-order. I don't pre-order. I only pre-order a few games because mm-hmm. <laughs> I get excited. And those <laughs> are Souls games, and this is in Final Fantasy City <laughs> Seven Remake. Um, <laughs> so 
I, I absolutely like everyone like was going bananas about the episodes and I just looked at it and I, the way I saw it was if you read the interview as well he turned around and basically said look if we did this in a full game it's huge it's going to be humongous so if we waited yeah, to give you one that. full game we wouldn't see the damn game till 2019 doing it this way there's a chance that we may see a game early 2017 late 2016 first part and then one every year after i hope it's not every year i hope it's six months i can't handle the year i, 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 I can't see it being six months if they're going to be the size that they're talking about i would say one every year i think i honestly do think but who knows but I need it but, now, though. I know, but by doing this, we are <laughs> going to get it sooner. We're going to get a piece of it sooner by them doing this. Otherwise, I think we'd be waiting till 2019 if they was going to do it in one huge chunk. I honestly think we would be waiting that long. <sighs> Why did they announce it so soon? Because they, <laughs> obviously, they obviously knew they was going to do it episodic. They knew. So they've, they like, we can announce it now. We'll have one in the next year ready for them, episode one. And like, then, yeah, I'm I, I'm very excited. Like that's to say, I want to go play Final Fantasy VII, the <laughs> PS4 version, just uh, because. Yeah, after I saw it, I was like, "Bing, straight on there, Final Fantasy VII." Off I go. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I, yeah. I was straight in. <laughs> the nostalgia is just yanking on my heartstrings, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big time. <laughs> it's not just nostalgia. Just yeah, oh, just just the the music the and i'm not a huge music guy like music doesn't do much for me but i just hear that midgar music oh i think they've done just, an amazing job of the music as well amazing i just want to hop in the help in the screen the, I, um, I, those new versions like those updated orchestral pieces of the music we know on that trailer man i the hairs on the back of my neck were tingling yeah fantastic yeah i was started off telling you about the funny comments that i saw about it, the best comment I've seen about the about it. Um, and cool. I, got, I got sidetracked. Um, <laughs> Game Gamespot did uh, did like a take, took the new trailer and mixed it with the intro, like it's animations from the original, mm. and had them like showed like Cloud jumping off and doing being a badass off the train and um, and all that, and I had it like clip by clip, you know, old, new, and like the first comment was, "Wait, I can't see any difference between the two t-shirts." <laughs> Oh wait! I still got my nostalgia glasses on. It <laughs> <laughs> was just a great comment. Oh, like, nice. That's um, fantastic. It, it summed it up because, as I say, seeing Jeremy play, like watching a few of his streams, I missed his actual live stream, but I watched some of the footage afterwards, and it looks still look. Uh, yes, it's been upscaled, but it just looks great, and just I like the art style. Yes, the modeling's a bit compared with the square hands and stuff well, well that's the but thing with final fantasy 7 that final fantasy 7 has three different versions of cloud which is just crazy you have square yeah. blocky crazy uh, cloud you have battle sequence cloud and then you have kind of like the cg cloud cg cloud <laughs> yeah it's just like why have they made one character look three completely different in three yeah one minute it'll be like completely, I have square hands. The next minute he's like amazing looking. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> that always baffled me with that game. It was one of the, fir- <laughs> it was one of the first 3D modelled games though, wasn't it? Like on PlayStation? Um, 
Like, it was very advanced for its time. Oh, yeah, I think it was definitely the first one to use pre-rendered backgrounds, that's for certain. But yeah, like yeah, so good. Mm. Well, actually, I just um, playing Kingdom Hearts with Odin the other day, and we been the and Hercules Battle World, the Battle Arena World. Um, we've got to fight Cloud, and I got my my Chocobo Blade Keyblade. Yeah. Um, and got to fight Cloud. He looks really badass in Kingdom Hearts. Cloud does. He's mm-hmm. pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so many good things to be excited about at the moment. Gaming yes. is good. Yeah, is there? There's a lot of good um, stuff going on, and yeah, there's as you're saying, like there's a lot of good positivity at the moment. And like, but there's there's also I, people need to rein in their negativity a bit as well. I think, <laughs> like uh, Chris and Chomp James, like mentioned it the other day, like how people were like, "Oh, why you need to be worried about Final Fantasy VII?" And he even said, "Like, why the hell do I need to be worried about a game that's?" God knows how long away. <laughs> yeah. They've only just announced it and shown a few things. It's like I totally agree with him. People don't yeah, even good, know what the, point. people don't even know what the game's going to be properly yet, and they're like completely flapping. I'm like, you can't really judge it until it's right near us, and then then if you don't like it, don't play it. Don't just go like full off the deep end. But people are too too quick to sort of really really judge things when like like i could have done done that with the witcher but uh, you've got to look at that there's more positives than there are to the negatives and i think even if final fantasy 7 remake is completely different to the original it still may be a fantastic game and i think we need to separate it from the original game because it is a remake at the yeah. end of the day it's not a a re remaster it's a complete re build from the ground up and they're doing a lot of work for it and we yeah we just need to wait and see but i i whatever they give me i think man i love final fantasy 13 so i'm pretty sure i'll like anything (laughs) (laughs) um i i just if they if they put the the materia that i equip into cloud's buster sword in those little materia slots in the sword if they change color to the ones that I've put in there, in the Asia running around, I'm sold. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, if that actually is customizable to the material you have equipped, then I'm happy. Because uh, that's the coolest so. thing about the design of of his his Buster Sword. It's got the little slots for the material to sit in there. Yeah. And yeah. Awesome. Good. Yeah, I'm super. <laughs> but yeah, I I just love. Loved away. Do you know, it's funny actually, I can't remember who it was. Um, is it Wedge? The, 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 the quite chunky character. Is it oh, Wedge? yes. Uh, his yeah, his, yeah, his yeah. English voice was so funny, but that's exactly how I I imagined him talking, like a complete, like... <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like a yeah, real soft teddy oh, bear. bless him. That, that is actually how I imagined him talking when I was a kid playing that game. So when I saw that, I was just, uh, was it me or have they also used the cloud from Advent Children, same voice actor? I wouldn't be able to tell you, to be honest. It's I'm, been a long I'm, time since I've seen it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same voice actor from Advent Children, which I like that voice actor as cloud. Quite sombre, well, quite sort of, oh, bit miserable. Because he, he is a bit emo. Well, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's been through a lot of crap. Like, that's what I like about cloud yeah. is that he... He has, yeah, just yeah, his character. I don't want to say too much because there's people who haven't played it, like Jeremy. 
and they yeah. don't know too much about the story. No, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't want to say too much, but um, I think that's what I've liked actually about this trailer. The actual love that they've, that might be the wrong word to use, but we don't really have good words like that in English, um, <laughs> that they've put into the characters. Yeah. They all look cool. They, they look, sound cool. Yeah, they they... fantastic. Barrett, when did he become best friends with Blade? <laughs> with the, with the, the Blade glasses. He's just like a, a, a oh, yeah. <laughs> Blade now. I love him. He's awesome. <laughs> but but it, these these are amazing 3D versions of these characters that we grew to love yeah. as kids, um, which were blocks, as we just talked about. But they they look like I imagined them. They yeah. It, like even the the small characters, um, like is it Biggs and oh, what are all their names? So it's those yeah. three or four Biggs Wedge. I'm sure they copied the names from Star Wars, didn't they? Biggs and Wedge. There's always the, there's three names that are repeated in a bunch of Final Fantasies, mm. and and they're like the the sub characters. They don't even main characters, but yeah, I think and they're going to get more story in this version as well. This is what they was talking about, obviously, like fleshing out certain things and i think that's one of the aspects of this section that we're going to get as well more character development from them guys oh that'll be cool yeah I, i'm very, um, very excited and yeah. yeah so i think just the love that they're putting in towards the characters will be will be enough to make the game cool um and it, it's quite interesting as well the other thing they said as well about obviously they've got a couple of other developers working with them as well so it's not just square They've got a couple of other developers assisting them. It'd be interesting to see what those other developers are working on, whether it be sort of battle systems or maps, or it'd be yeah, it'd be interesting to see what what they're what they're working on, or whether yep. Square are going to be doing this first part and then handing off the rest of the project afterwards after they've set their roadmap out. Who knows? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. It's very early days, so. Exciting stuff. Um, mm. I think we need just just uh, draw a line in the sand and say we're excited. We're done. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This has been a great, 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 great chat. <laughs> yeah. um, light and breezy, folks. Light and breezy. <laughs> and you get a full, uh, you get a full episode. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we better wrap it up. Um, yeah, it's cool. been been great to meet you again, Clifford. Um, as always always. Have a blast. <laughs> always. I, now I'm going to have to go buy Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> yes, it, dude you won't regret it. it it's a really good version it, it, it gets rid of all those gripes that we had from the original game it, seriously the no encounter thing is fantastic like, you see I, that wasn't a gripe for me as a kid but now I just don't have the time to, to, to do all that yeah it's nice just to be able to turn that on run around an area make sure I've picked everything up and then go right I need to do a couple of battles so turn it back on Get get a couple of battles in for some XP, turn it off, and then leg it to the boss or do whatever. It makes life so much easier. Yeah, it really. See does. what I what I always used to do when my playthroughs. Look at us not stopping. Um, <laughs> was when you when you're in, infiltrating into the Shinra building, you can go. You can go down. It's like a when you're in the train track underground. Yeah, you can run. You can run back towards the kind of the camera away from the building, and you can if you go back like five or so mat, like screens, mm. it comes to a dead end, and then you just have continuous Shinra soldiers that Shinra come soldiers, coming at you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I would sit there and level up, and so I'd kind of just like waste the boss. Like, so I'd be tempted just to go there, spend an hour there, level up high, and then just turn off encounters. <laughs> you, you can, but the other thing is, <laughs> and like, then just play through. But you can make it even quicker because you can run there. <laughs> 
turn on infinite oh, power. Oh, three times speed. Three times speed. Turn on your infinite power and just keep pressing the X button. Because you're when you turn on the infinite power, what happens is you have infinite HP, so you can't die, and your limit break just goes bing. You use it, and it charges up again. <laughs> oh, sweet! <laughs> it's like beyond ridiculous. So you can literally grind like you can triple like your level, so you can set yourself up for the game and then just enjoy the game without that grind. If you've played the game so x amount of times and you you don't want to do the grind anymore, you just want to enjoy the game. That's well, that's what I've been doing anyway, because I don't need to do that grind. I've done it so many times now. Yeah, cool. yeah. it's awesome. Well, uh, so yes, right, that's it. We're going to call pro it a day. Tips for Final Fantasy pro tips, pro tips. Yeah, well, don't forget, everyone. Obviously, next Friday we will be recording our Old Hunters special. So if you do have any comments or anything you'd like to say about the Old Hunters, obviously you can either get me at my Twitter, which is at Defno at D E. 4th underscore underscore note you can also send it to dark insight podcast at gmail.com you can also get uh charles at vader van odin at his everything on everything uh so yeah (laughs) and we will be recording with uh mr jeremy greer and the law hunter so we've got two special guests next week so it'll be uh, two heavy hitters and it'll be uh very we're going to go law as well we're going to be talking all things old hunters so yeah if you don't want any spoilers i wouldn't listen maybe what we'll do is we'll save that for the end and just go through sort of mechanics and stuff at the start and let you know so you can listen to bits and bobs but yeah tune into that that's going to be quite a good episode i think and i know jeremy and the law hunter can't wait to talk about the law and some of our theories so that's going to be a really good episode so we shall leave it there i shall say bye-bye and thanks again for listening everyone farewell tati bye stay where you belong in my memories i will never be a memory